Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, I can't wait to see you. I, I miss you. So what we're going to talk about is the balance because I see guys struggling with this. And I get emails from time to time with guys that they either – they're having a, a struggle with the balance of being too mushy or too much of a cold fish. It's finding that happy medium. Because both extremes are going to get you rejected. If you're too cold, I mean it's okay to be indifferent and not talk about your feelings so much in the beginning. But when you're in a relationship, a committed relationship, if you continue to act that way and continue to act like a cold fish, you'll get dumped as well. But if you act too dopey and you over-pursue, you'll get rejected. Again, it's about learning to find the happy medium. So I wrote a, a quote on this and I also discussed this at length in my book about how women are like cats. So. Let me go through the quote and then we'll go through his email. And the quote says, Women want to be in a love story. It's a turnoff to a woman when a man is too mushy, talks about his feelings too much, and acts like her boyfriend before she has even gotten to know him well enough for her feelings to develop slowly over time. It's also a turnoff to a woman when a man is not mushy enough, hardly ever talks about his feelings for her, and does not make her feel special after they have been together for a while. A good rule of thumb for a man to follow is to slowly match and mirror a woman's emotional, verbal, physical intensity and to slowly back off when he notices her becoming bored, losing enthusiasm or pulling away. Why? Women are like cats. Sometimes they are really affectionate and want to be close and sometimes they simply like to wander away and be apart. Men who understand this principle are indifferent and not diminished but ready to shower their women with praise, respect, affection, love, and romance when they predictably come back. Men must learn to find a happy medium and balance between being too dopey and being too much of a cold fish. Both extremes will lead to certain rejection. When I talk to men who are in long-term relationships or were in long-term relationships and they got rejected 99% of the time, it's because they stopped dating and courting their women properly and they didn't communicate properly with them. And more often than not, when a guy gets rejected when he just started dating a woman, he came on too strong, he pursued too intent intensely to the point where he came off as being needy, desperate, insecure, unsure of himself and made himself look weak. It's all about finding that happy medium. And I really – I mean I wrote about it in my book. I had a – it was a motherfucker to learn that. Let me tell you because when you're in love with somebody and you're trying to learn that shit and she's in love with you and you don't want to, f to fuck it up because it's always – you've all fucked it up every time you had something like that in the past. And sometimes you, you, you pursue a little too much. Sometimes you back off a little too much and it's like you never really know what's going to happen. And But it's like once you find that sweet spot, it's like, oh. It's the best thing in the world. I mean sex is great but making love is just on a whole other level because those kind of people that you feel that intensely for, they don't come along every day. In most cases, every couple of years somebody like that comes along in your life. It's like think about it. How often does a new best friend come along in your life? Not every day. No, so those – to me, I look at those kinds of situations as things that are preordained. They were supposed to happen. You were supposed to meet that person. They were supposed to be in your life and you're, you're supposed to have a powerful effect on them and vice versa. They're supposed to have a powerful effect on you. And I wrote about several women early on in my life who were really powerful influences on my life, my self-confidence and how I showed up 
is a man. And they helped make me into the, the, the man that I am today. I wouldn't be who I am without those experiences, without that love that we shared and all those great memories that we shared. That's why now I can take what I learned from those women and I can help other people with it and combine all the self-help things I've been studying my whole life because it really boils down to how do you feel about yourself? That's really the most important relationship you're ever going to have in life is the relationship that you have with yourself. It's how you accept. In other words, it's not so much what happens to you. It's how you feel about what happens to you that really makes a difference. It's how you label things internally. What does this mean to you? What does that mean to you? How do you feel about that? And really learning to not be attached because when we get attached to anything in life, our identity becomes associated with it. It's really painful when whatever that person, that relationship may be or that circumstance may be or that job or that career or that business, when those things dissolve and your identity is associated with it, it's like, it's like a death. It really can be tough to deal with. But again, those kinds of things really also teach us a lot about ourselves. So even those tough relationships, even those ones that didn't work out, those ones that left you stinging, it took a, a six months or a year or longer to get over. As you get older and you look back on those things, you're like, wow, that really, you learn so much because of, you grow so much because of those. And the next person that comes along, they get the benefit of that life experience. So he says, hello, Coach Wayne. I never have been in a serious relationship until I started college. This incredible girl came up to me and started talking and a couple of weeks later, we started dating. Remember, attraction is not a choice. She liked him. She chose him. She approached him. That's what women do. They put themselves into a guy's orbit. If you're at the gym and you're working out and a pretty girl that you know, you make eye contact with you a little while later, you look over and boom, there she is or she comes and sits in front of you on another machine. She's putting herself in your orbit in hopes that you know what to do about that. That's what's so beautiful. That's why you really don't have to do anything to meet or pick up women. When you're, you feel awesome, you feel good about yourself and you're enjoying your life, just in your path, the universe will ha- have women that will come and put themselves right in your path. So you can't help but not talk to them, not get to know them. It's wonderful. And they're, they're there because they want you to do something. And as soon as you engage with them or you say, hey, how are you doing? Like, God, you're absolutely stunning. What's your name? And you just start asking her questions. She came over in hopes that you would talk to her. And then you start asking her questions and she won't shut up. Ask her out on a date, right on the spot. I mean, she's there because she wants you to do something about that. It makes it really fucking easy. It's like what Adam Carolla said. When a woman likes a, when she likes you, the doors start opening and all you have to do is walk through them. But if they start slamming in your face, then you turn around and you walk away. And this girl just said, hey, come on in. Everything was awesome and we never really fought. We just had serious discussions about things we didn't like about us. Even though she was my first real relationship, I didn't fuck up anything. And we were apparently the cutest couple at school. How cliche, I know. We dated for about a good four months and when she told me I love you, of course, I said it back. However, I was really unsure about it because it was my first relationship and I didn't know what that meant for us. Overthinking things. What should I do? What should I say? How should I respond? What's the right answer? What's the wrong answer? That's where my book can fill in those blanks so you can know that stuff. So when it happens, you understand what it means and you're okay with saying it back. You're not going, 
oh, I don't want to say it because what if she, you know what if she doesn't feel that way tomorrow? You just say it, you put it out there, and you can totally measure pursuing too much versus not enough. And so, like what I said in the quote about matching and mirroring. So he, what is he doing? He's matching and mirroring her behavior. I love you. Oh, baby, I love you too. And since she brought it up, it's her idea. Well, guess what? She's feeling it. Therefore, you bring it up first. I mean, she brings it up first. We dated for two more months when summer break happened. Then she had to move to Florida, so we were doing long distance. This is when trouble started. Because she wanted constant communication about my feelings like, I miss you, and I can't wait to see you. But I was raised in a military family, so I was used to having a loved one gone and not hearing from them for at least two weeks. That was a problem in my family. I was talking about this with a good friend of mine earlier today. And I was telling her about how I grew up in a family. It's like I either got the crap beat out of me or I got ignored. Never heard I love you. Never heard I'm proud of you. My grandparents on both sides were that way. Both my parent, my parents' families didn't like each other. And it's like you know, she didn't get along with her sisters really well. So like they come over for the holidays and a lot of times they end up bitching at each other and arguing. It's like it's just you know it wasn't a lot of fun. And it wasn't until I got older and started dating and you know made some good friends outside of my neighborhood and my you know where I went to high school and stuff and. I remember when I was, I think it was like 19 years old, it was like during spring break, our freshman year in college, spring break, and I was, I came over to get one of my buddies, and I walked inside, I said hello to his parents, and he's like, bye mom, bye dad, I love you, like, we love you, I was thinking, what? I just like, I couldn't process that, you know, I'd never heard anything like that before, that was, that was like, Wow. And I, I remember asking him about it, and it's like I remember he looked at me like, "What's the big deal?" <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, I've never heard those words uttered from anybody in my family. So you can imagine, you grow up in a family like that. It's like, what do you do? And it's like my family for generations, going back over a hundred years, has served in every war and combat firsthand. They were around people that did, a lot of them that died right next to them. And that, I mean, that's shocking. Like my grandmother on my. My dad's side, or my my yeah, my grandmother, my dad's, my dad's mother. Her mother died when she was like six or seven. And her 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 father was a Fulberg colonel in, in the army. He made when she was like seven years old. She had to have a part time job. She had to pay him rent. She had to cook and clean. She had to do laundry and all this shit. And he was just, I mean, he ran like the military. You know, it's like, can you imagine? It's just like. So when you understand that, it's like, well, it's no wonder my family was – they were all a bunch of cold fishes. Was, I mean it's totally bizarre behavior. So you grow up in that kind of environment. It's like how do you learn that shit? It's like really not until you start hanging out with other people or being around other people whose families are very affectionate. Like one of my girlfriends that I, I wrote about when they had the daughter I wrote about in the book. And it's like it was the exact opposite. I mean they could say mean, nasty things to each other but they were always, I love you. They, you know, they made you feel like part of the family and they were really fucking tight. And mo- they had friends outside the family, but all the cousins, everybody hung out together. They get together on the weekends. They had picnics. They go skeet shooting together. I mean, it was just, you know, when and their time off, they spent time with their family. I mean, they had, a, like I said, they all had friends outside of their family, but most of their time was spent with their family. It's like I learned so much by being in a relationship with her, and you know, getting to be a, a stepfather to her daughter, and it was just like. Wow, it was just, I learned it was so amazing, so much growth, but it was also really tough being in that relationship because she tended to get scared 
and run away. And it was difficult at, at that point. But again, that taught me so much. And I, you know, what I learned with her enables me to do what I do today. He says, shit got serious when by coincidence, my family decided to move two hours from where her family lived. The move was stressful for us and she told me that I didn't express myself enough and wanted for me to tell her my emotions and shit. So what's happened is you're in a relationship, several months have gone by. And this is why it's so important. Like when I do emails from guys that they learn the pickup skills and the dating skills, they don't learn the relationship skills. They get in the relationship phase and they continue being indifferent, somewhat cold, never being affectionate and, and especially if they grew up in a family like, like mine, they don't know any better. And so women want to be in a love story and they want that mushy – but in the beginning, it's inappropriate and you'll, it'll get you rejected. But when you get into the relationship phase, once you're exclusive and you've been together for two plus months or more and she's in love with you and she's saying those kinds of things on a regular basis, if you continue to be a cold fish, eventually she's going to let you know that she's not happy about it. And the same girlfriend I was talking about earlier with the daughter and the really tight family, that was one of the pro- problems that I encountered in that relationship was that I was too much of a cold fish and she would tell me these things and, and there were times she's like, you're not listening to me and I wasn't saying it enough and I wasn't being affectionate enough and it had a negative effect. It went from having a positive effect to cause her to fall for me but when I continued being that way over time, she actually started to lose interest. But I definitely learned, I found that happy medium in that relationship and it, it took me about a year and a half to really find that fucking sweet spot but it was excruciating. Because I was full of fear. I was worried about what may or may not happen. But I figured it out. I got through it. He says, I went to visit her for the second time and I've been here for only two weeks and we had a great day. And we went to the beach. We made out like savages. Went to watch a movie and it ended with a dinner. Sounds good so far. We got into a serious conversation. She asked me out of the blue if I loved her. My dumb ass said, I think so. He says, we got in a non-heated argument and she broke up with me. Yeah, I mean you've been together at six points or six months at this point. And she's like, do you love me? And you're like, I think so. Women want to feel more special than any woman in your life. They want to feel like you – they are – that they are your queen, that you – they are your goddess, your most important woman in your life. And she's like, do you love me? He's like, I think so. Survey says, eh. eject, eject. <laughs> he says, however, she still wanted to be friends and see how things were when we got back to school, saying she still loved me. I was her best friend and she would hate for us to lose each other. He says, I'm not trying to cause a scene of emotion with her family. And I left. We talked the next day and I tried to convince her that I truly cared and things would be different at school. I then saw a couple of your videos and saw the walk away from a bad deal and so I told her we, can, we can't be just friends because it's not what I wanted. She said, we'll see how things are at school, which I was cool with. The trouble is with us having the same friends a lot and having a lot of classes together, how can I move on and walk away if she's always there with me once school starts in four weeks? Well, what you've done is you told her what you want. You told her you're not interested in just being friends because that's all she's offering you at this point. Now she's pushing you away. And the only thing you can do is you say, hey, you know what? I will work to be more affectionate. 
But at the end of the day, she's hurt. She's upset with you. But she's not willing to work things out. She's like, oh, well, we'll just see when we get back to school. So the best thing that you can be doing in the meantime is reading my book 10 to 15 times. Because right now, I mean, you're going to be back to, together four weeks. You, he puts in there, he's going to start seeing her at school again, obviously. Have classes, have the same friends, same peer group. So it's going to be impossible. So you have four weeks to prepare yourself. What did Confucius say? Success depends upon prior preparation. And without said preparation, there's sure to be failure. So you would be absolutely fucking stupid, dumber than a bag of hammers, if you don't read the book 10 to 15 times in between now and time you get back to school. It would also behoove you to start dating other women and practicing these skills that you're learning because you don't know what's going to happen. And I would let her do 100% of the calling, texting, and pursuing. And next time you hear from her, assume she wants to see you and make a date. And if you can't get together right away, make a Skype video date. And if she brings up those things, say, you know, I'm, st- I was, I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I said I think so. I mean, it was really stupid. Of course I love you. I mean, you're like my first real girlfriend, the first love, great love of my life. And I can't wait to see you in a few weeks. You know, I miss you. We should definitely – you talk to her for a while and before you get off the, the, the Skype video or doing like FaceTime chat. Just say, I want to see you. You know, have her come. You know, since you went last time, she should come visit you. Well, actually, you could also say because you screwed up this time that to make it up to her because you're the one that's being too cold and distant. So I would say in this particular case, then it's okay one more time when she – but she has to reach out to you first. She reaches out to you first. Then you can go and see her and just hang out and have fun, hook up, be affectionate. But it's important to understand and like reading a book, you'll understand when to be affectionate, when to back off. I had to learn all those things. Now, guys who grew up in healthy families, this is just natural stuff to them because they always got hugs. They always got I love yous. But unfortunately, most people don't grow up in healthy, happy families like that. Again, that's, that's why the title of my book is How to Be a 3% Man. So these are all things that are really kind of like learned behaviors. But once you do the things that I talk about in the book and you practice them and you see that they work, that's going to build your confidence. And it will develop your sensory acuity because you'll be walking down a street together and you're holding hands and then she lets go of your hand. Now, the average guy that's a little needy and insecure, when a woman does, he thinks, why'd she let go of my hand? What's up with that? And then he goes and he gra- he'll grab her hand back and then a minute or two later, she'll let go once again. When a woman lets go of your hand and you're walking, don't grab her hand back. Just let it go. It's like there's a video I did several years ago called Why Women Prefer to Chase Men. You should definitely watch that. Google Corey Wayne, Why Women Prefer to Chase Men and watch that video and read the article. And I explain why this is, why women are this way and why you must let them go and why they always come back. When a woman lets go of your hand, a few minutes later, she'll come back. She'll start bumping into you and as your your arms are swinging side by side, her hand will just kind of start going at the same pace as yours and she'll kind of match and mirror you and then she'll literally start to take your hand, move her fingers towards yours and you just grab her hand and reciprocate or you she'll put her arm around you and then you slowly reciprocate and put your arm around her but if she removes it, you let her go. A little while later, she'll come back. It's like there's an invisible string there. But it's important to maintain that freedom, that freedom on her part to kind of come and go as she pleases, to go look at something in the window and a shop or whatever and then come back to you. I mean it's it's essential. You you definitely have to do it. So when you encounter each other in class, sit – I mean you're – think about it from this perspective. Focus on your objective. Your outcome, what do you want? 
You want to have a great relationship with somebody that adores you and you want to learn how to overcome this stuff so you never get dumped again because you were too much of a cold fish. And so therefore, you want a relationship with somebody that appreciates and values. Well, your ex-girlfriend's pushed you away and tried to put you in friend zone. You want sex and romance, but she's offering you you something that's platonic. Therefore, unless unless she reaches out, I mean, say you don't hear from her for four whole weeks and you go back to school. I would talk to other women that are in your classes. When you see a pretty girl, go sit and talk to her. If the ex-girlfriend wants to come over and sit next to you, you can engage her in conversation and then you can ask her out on the spot. Invite her over to your place to make dinner together. If she, you know, if she turns you down, just say, all right, well, give me a coffee, change your mind. And then continue meeting and interacting with and dating other women. And next time you see her, if she you know, comes over and sits next to you again, ask her out one more time. And if she get, still gives you the same crap, just say, hey, I'm not interested in being friends only. Give me a coffee, change your mind. And after that, you're never going to bring it up after that. And one of two things will happen. She'll either bring it up or she'll end up dating somebody else. It's, again, I, I detail what to do specifically in there in the video that I did, Seven Principles Get an Expect. So if you haven't watched it, watch that. But be playful, be charming, be sweet, be loving, but treat all women the same. It's not that you're – the worst thing you can do is try to be extra nice to her or dopey with her and treat you know put her on a pedestal and then treat other women perfectly. So the idea is treat all women the same. Treat all women like they are your girl, just like I describe in my book. So if if you're around her, you're sweet, charming, playful, and if you're not you're in other words, you're not diminished by anything she does. You're not diminished by the fact that you're not together anymore. You're not diminished by the fact that she may talk to other dudes. You want, you're focused on your purpose, your mission and your outcome in life which is you want to have a great relationship. So she's removed herself from the equation. She's no longer an option at this point. Therefore, you are going to seek and search out new options because the more women you practice and you interact with in these things, then it becomes natural, it becomes instinctual and you don't have to think about it anymore. It's the best way to go about it. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype or email coaching session, you can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.